0: The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. News when you need it. Fun when you want it. This is the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad. All right, uh, it's two thirty-four on the six thirty, Chad. Afternoon news. Well, Innovate Edmonton is looking for entrepreneurs, community members, and post-secondary students to be part of a brand new project,
1: it is called the Edmonton Advisory Council on Startups, which aims to make the startup community in Edmonton stronger. And joining us from Innovate Edmonton is Cheryl Watson and Ashlyn Bernier, the CEO of SamDesk. And COO. we're going. oh. Sorry, what did I say? CEO. He'll get mad at me.
2: Chief Operating Officer.
1: Okay, sorry. Okay, uh, sorry. Um, Of Sam Desk, and we'll find out more about that uh, coming up. I'm going to get you to make sure that you talk right into that microphone there. Cheryl, let's start with you. Maybe for the folks that don't know, what is Innovate Edmonton? Absolutely, so we're a division of Edmonton Economic
3: Development Corporation and Innovate Edmonton's specific mission is really to collaborate with the community to create the best possible environment for technology innovation
1: and startup and scale up growth in our city. How big of a challenge is it to, uh, right now for those folks wanting to to um, do a startup, get into this? I would
3: say actually it's a great time and there's really, really a lot of exciting things that are happening in technology and innovation in our city and that's why we're focused on this right now is we don't want to lose this opportunity. Um, we've got a lot of incredible strengths in our city. I know that everyone is, well, or many people are well aware that Amy, um, the artificial intelligence Intelligence Machine Learning Institute, and I think I just Alberta Machine (laughs) Intelligence Institute. (laughs) Wow,
1: letters Um, are hard mm. today.
3: (laughs) Uh, Through the research of those uh, researchers, there uh, Edmonton is recognized as number three in the world for artificial intelligence. So these are exciting times right now.
0: Hmm. So Innovate Edmonton, is it easier to bring in uh, an established company and try and get them to locate here, or is it easier to to help? a startup company instead?
3: Our mandate is really about the locally grown companies and that's what we're focused on right now is people early stage who just have an idea and really want to validate that idea, figure out whether there's a customer base there or a value mm-hmm. proposition. We want to help them to do that. And then as well, once they do validate that and they have a minimum viable product, how do we really help them be successful then uh, reaching
1: those customers? So curious then, Ashlyn, why do you think from your perspective with your background and what, what you do for a living, why is this important?
2: Um, the advisory council? Yeah. Yeah, so um, right now I'm, I'm working for Sam, and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that just to provide some context. So we are a Edmonton born and bred company. Um, five years ago we started here, and now we have offices in Edmonton and London, England, hmm. um, and customers all over the world. So I think we represent, in a sense, part of what we're trying to build here is companies that that start here, that are headquartered here, that, you know, Edmonton is in their DNA and they're utilizing some of the the great resources available to startups here, but also have expanded globally. Um, So the Edmonton Advisory Council on Startups um, is meant to help kind of Provide a unified voice to um, entrepreneurs in the city and people who are working for startup and and scale-up companies, which are you know a little bit past that that initiation phase. To um, you know bring some attention to what's working, what's not working, um, what barriers exist to growth. Um, you know when we look at Um, some of the the common challenges that face growing companies um, it's how do we access great talent Mm. how do we access capital Um, most of the companies that kind of fall into this category are they bring in outside funding whether from angel investors or venture capital um, so how do we help them access that how do we um, give them access to mentors um, that are either you know within the city or outside from Silicon Valley so we can um, put a group together that can really represent um, those barriers and provide a voice to that community, to um, community partners like Innovate Edmonton that can help and have the resources um, at hand to help hopefully tackle some of those challenges. So
0: just to be clear, the Council isn't writing checks then?
2: No, not not yet, you never know. But. So
0: let me ask you this, when you're talking about innovative ideas and, and concepts, um, by definition of the word, no one's really thought about doing something that you're thinking about doing. So how do you sell that to a council? Because wouldn't you have to explain? I mean, do you you feel, is it like a shark's tank kind of situation where you're like, listen, I know you don't understand what I'm talking about, but trust me, it's a great idea.
2: Mm -hmm. So the the mandate of this council, which at this point is to be determined because the council itself doesn't exist yet. We're looking for applicants right now. Um, But based on conversations that we've had, The mandate of the council isn't to, you know, decide who's doing what or who's doing a bad job or who's doing a good job, who has potential. It's to really listen and consult everyone in the community from the, you know, gal who is working by herself out of startup Edmonton on on an idea that she had in the last year of university to a company that's 25 people and moved into their own space and growing fast um, to really consult that entire community um and get a sense of what are the challenges what are the top priorities because there's a lot of you know barriers to growth and it's really challenging to grow a company um but what are what are the big things that we can um you know when we're talking to our partners at the municipal level or provincial level or even the federal level um when we have the chance to to talk with them about what the needs are we want a unified ask from Hmm. the community and right now there is no entity that exists to represent that community. So a good analogy would be a PEGA. the Association of Professional Engineers and Geologists of Alberta. It's not a union. It's an industry association that represents that group of people when it comes to lobbying for um, policy changes or <laughs> sorry, certain needs. Do you have to be somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very in demand. <laughs> sorry about that. That's But yeah, just to to have a voice um, for that community when it has the opportunity to advocate
0: for. Is there any concern over uh, proprietary uh, information? I mean, you've got an innovative idea and you want to get the assistance in how to market it or, or as you said, raise capital or uh, hire employees, whatever it may be. But there would be, I would imagine, some concern that, well, listen, this idea is so cutting edge. I don't really want to share it with anybody.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, the interesting thing about innovation is, and I'm on the operations side of companies, so I'm biased, but it all comes down to execution. Um, I am of the belief that there are no new ideas in this world. (laughs) It all comes down to who can execute on those great ideas. (laughs) You know, with the technology that we have available to us today, nothing is impossible. And the chances are, if you've come up with a great idea, someone else in the world has also come up with it. Who can execute on that? And we want Mm. to help build Edmonton into the place where those ideas can be executed upon with the least friction and challenges possible.
1: How long has Innovate Edmonton been a part of uh, EEDC?
3: We have evolved our mandate in 2018 to really focus in this space. And so here's, you know, from our perspective, so we're responsible for creating programs that support these growing companies. But when we're creating these programs, you know, we have best intent and we think we know what they need. And so sometimes, though, we create a program that doesn't necessarily help them. Mm -hmm. And so this is really for us to go right to our customers and say, if we create a program that does this for you, let's say we want to create a program that brings investors from Silicon Valley. And we think that it's a great idea to fly these investors here to Edmonton and create a place where they can then connect with these tech companies. Before we go and create that program and spend a bunch bunch of money to do it, we want to actually say to entrepreneurs, would this be helpful? And so that's really what this is about, is to provide guidance to the agencies and organizations that are creating the support programs to make sure they're actually going to reduce the barriers that they're intended to.
0: And then specifically, how does that help Edmonton?
3: So that'll make sure that they're more successful Mm -hmm. in their growth and that they are able to grow at at the pace that they intend to. And so what's important about or what's unique about tech-enabled companies is that they have that ability to have global market access. They're not necessarily as tied to – because they're an online platform, they can reach – Broad, uh, they have broad reach, which means that they have abilities to solve the world's problems, not <laughs> just local problems or just sell local. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's so important to make sure they're successful so they can grow at the rate that they should be. Hmm. That's
1: interesting. So tell, it Sounds uh, like I need to talk to somebody in my family about this. Yeah, no kidding.
0: <laughs> so tell us about uh, Samdesk. Exactly what yeah. is it? This is your project.
2: Yes. Ashley. Um, Yes, yeah, so I'm Chief Operating Officer at SAM Desk. Um, we've been around for about five years and we're on to sort of our second big product. Um, what we do is we harness the power of artificial intelligence, and Cheryl mentioned there's you know, a great community and great um, talent in that area in the city right now. Um, and what we do is we scan social media You know there are millions upon millions of social media posts produced every day and what we try to use is or do is use ai to try to see which of those posts are talking about something that represents an emergency or disrupted event so for example this morning there was an earthquake in alaska Mm -hmm. and um you know based off people pulling out their phones and saying OMG, earthquake, like stuff spilled all over my house. We can pick that up based on that chatter just from average Joe up in Alaska before it's ever on the news. Hmm. And our clients are any organization that is impacted b- by those types of unexpected events. So for example, an airline, the Anchorage airport closed down yeah. for several hours yeah. today. So they want to know about that. And they even if they can find out about it five minutes before they may otherwise, wow. there's a lot of value in that for them.
0: How do you disseminate between good and fake information?
2: Well, we've trained our artificial intelligence platform to be able to do that. So for example, it looks at who's who's posting this. And kind of how much do I trust them? Mm -hmm. It takes a look at who's posting who's posting what um, what kind of language they're using Um, is this you know the first thing I'm picking up or the third or the fourth and can kind of make um, you know it's, it's intelligent it's able to make a call on do I think something's actually happening or should I let you know, our customers know about it, or do I need to wait and see what happens?
0: Hmm. So this is not something to be used by media then. Media would actually be the source of some of this information.
2: Some of the information, but we do have customers in the media industry that are looking at you know, the sooner we can report on something, yeah. um, the, better, With confidence. the better for us. Yeah. Um, so they actually use our tool to gather that um, intelligence in near real time.
1: That's, hmm. that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. Now, how, how did you get into this? Because that's where you're what you're working in now is not what you started going to school. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, no. No. God, no. uh,
2: Jillian's been on my LinkedIn. Or, <laughs> I, don't know. Uh, I read yeah. the top
1: 40 under 40 article.
2: Ah, uh, OK. like you You dug that up
1: well it was sent to me it was sent to me so but yeah it's just you 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 went why did you go this way oh I did what was your fascinating with, with it
2: yeah um you know so I started my professional career my adult life in in sciences and I did cancer research at the U of A for a few years and that was really interesting but when I was done that I was I was done and wanted to move on um, and had the opportunity to um, kind of break into the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Edmonton I ran a mentorship program um, at the U of A for entrepreneurs and after a couple years of doing that I kind of caught the bug Mm -hmm. um, by working with people who were at the forefront of of building cool technologies and you know it's a it's a risky but really exciting space to be in. Um, I have almost no job security, but I don't care because <laughs> wow. it's. I was gonna welcome we to you. We can identify to that. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's really cool. So yeah, I've worked for a couple startups now. Um, kind of, I was in Halifax for a while uh, working out there, but wanted to come home. I saw the cool things that were happening in Edmonton, nice. here and wanted to, to be a part of it.
0: But when you're an innovator, do you do you start with a uh, an idea of a product uh, or service you'd like to to uh develop or do you start with where you see a need or do you start with what your expertise is and say well i'm just going to follow that
2: um i think it's probably more of when you're an innovator you kind of have that part of your personality it's about you're always looking at the world and maybe my background in in science helps with this in a you question everything Mm -hmm. Could that be done differently? Is, could, that, could that be faster? Could that be more accurate? And you're always questioning kind of everything you see. And, you know, oh, wow, there was an explosion somewhere. And, you know, it first appeared on the news 45 minutes after it happened. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a way for that to be reported on quicker? Because maybe lives could be saved if, mm-hmm. you know, within five minutes, people that have the um, resources to go in and, and help... Could could, um, so I think it's just really about having a inherent skepticism and <laughs> curiosity about how the world works, and always asking. Could that be better and is there is there a different, better way to achieve that? Well,
0: if you ever get a Monday off, uh, you might want to take a look at the Metro Line uh, signage <laughs> system.
2: <laughs> can you help out with that one, please?
1: So, Cheryl, before we, uh, because we're running out of time here, just so who are you looking for to be a part of this council and, and how can they become a part?
3: Where do they go? So I'd start with where can they go? So the council is called the Edmonton Advisory Council on Startups, and so we've created a website that is eacos.ca, and so people can just go there. It will talk about the mandate of the council uh-huh. a little bit, and we've got profiles of early stage entrepreneurs that we'd like to attract to be on the council, as well as some uh, and people with investment experience, yep. and then as well some students who are re- representing okay. that early stage
1: talent. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time this afternoon to come in and chat with us. Really, really interesting stuff. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you for the you time. For
2: having us.
0: We said uh, this afternoon that we'd uh, give you a peek, because it is a feel-good Friday kind of situation, yes. at some of these headlines. Oh, more of the headlines from Florida. From Florida headlines. And you know what? It crazy was- It's a list of the craziest headlines. Right. And, and it was like a gold mine a, a few years back when I, I think I came back to Afternoons, and somebody pointed me in the direction of Florida headlines. And that's where many of the stories that we have in the big blue folder come from, is this is Florida headlines, because they're just... You can't read one of these without going, okay, I need to know a story on this. Uh, This was one that we actually had the story but didn't get to it this week, so it would have been in our big blue folder. But the headline is, a Florida woman was arrested and charged with aggravated assault without intent to, sorry, without intent to kill. (laughs) This is a headline. A Florida woman arrested and charged with aggravated assault without intent to kill after she reportedly Farted loudly in a dollar store and then pulled a knife on a man who complained. That you almost don't have to read the article. Well, I don't
1: know if I need to know much more on that one. Sums
0: it up. Uh, Florida man Award. But you know what? Hey, can I just
1: say, good on the guy for complaining? Because how many times do we all suffer in silence? Remember, I don't know. We were on a flight together. Yeah. And it was like, what is going on here?
0: Ridiculous. I'm not sure which is the deadly weapon. (laughs)
1: Right,
0: and that's the <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this headline: Florida man awarded thirty-seven thousand five hundred after police mistake glazed donut crumbs for meth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one I remember seeing a few weeks back, and wasn't sure how to handle the story, so didn't do it. But the headline caught me: Miami man with no arms charged with stabbing Chicago tourist. You almost want to read it, don't you? Uh, And this one, a drunk Florida woman was asked to leave a red lobster, so she responded by allegedly grabbing a live lobster straight out of the tank and bolting. I actually printed that story. Yeah, we had that story. We never got to it. We never got to it because I kept looking at it going, well, that's the story. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like you read it and you go, okay, so what happened? She was asked to leave the Red Lobster. She grabbed it. The, and then I know in the story, the police pulled her over, searched her car, but couldn't find the lobster. And there was a mystery as to what became mm. of this lobster. Under the hood, cooking it. Possibly, yeah. And finally, uh, this one. Not finally. I, this is only number eight of 40. But Jason Victory, Jason Vickery breaks into home. Oh, yeah, this is the one I wasn't sure how to do. Okay. He, he broke into a home... The headline is, Jason Vickery breaks into home, plays with toy helicopter, does something else that you normally would want to have a partner for, and uh, police investigating. I guess it, I, he really likes toy helicopters, I guess is the message in that particular one.
1: Well, on that note, let's... Uh Get the awkwardness out of the room. Can we? <laughs> the three o'clock news is coming up on the other side. We're going to talk with Jack Michaels, uh, your voice of the uh, Edmonton Oilers. He's been through. You remember Jack lived in Alaska. Right. He's been through a number of earthquakes. We'll talk to him after this.
0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.
1: For most of us, crime is something we see on the news.